follow me on social media, you have probably seen me post about my superfood probiotic shots that I take every single morning. I've been using these biome supplements for the past year and I absolutely love them. Biome is your one-stop shop for supplements that support overall wellness by helping you optimize your gut health. I love taking these superfood probiotic shots to start my day because not only have I noticed a big improvement in my health, they also taste delicious. Head over to biomehealth.com. That's B-I-O-H-M health.com and use my code Hannah for 20% off your order. I'll link it in the description below. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the ByWord Show. So glad you're here. I've got Laquita Dawson with us here today. You guys, I recently met her at a conference and she's got so much amazing information to share with us. And so I can't wait to get into this conversation, especially this time of year when things are getting crazy busy and especially maybe it's just me, but I feel like as women, we start getting overcommitted, burnt out, tired. And so she's going to talk to us about self-care and why this is so important and how we can get help when we need it. So as we're getting started, would you just quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into this world of marriage and family therapy? Yes. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for having me. I'm so excited that we met at that conference, and I'm just so excited to share with you all today. Um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've been doing that now for about five years. And um, I was a high school speech teacher, and I was wow. teaching at my alma mater. And the more I got into teaching, I was like, man, I really want to be able to help these kids in a different way. And so that got me thinking, how else could I help them? And I was like, I really want to be a therapist and help them work through some of their issues. Because if you're homeless, you're not trying to hear math in the middle of the school day. <laughs> and so that kind of led me on my journey. I met a friend. She said she was a marriage and family therapist. I was like, what? I didn't even know there was such a thing because I love marriage. I love family. And it was history from there. So that's really what got me into this field was being a teacher, actually, just being in the school system. Wow, that is really cool. And I love that perspective, too. I think that's really special that you, as a teacher, seeing these young people mm -hmm. and everything that they're going through, noticing that there was a little bit of a gap there, and then you just, you saw yeah. the need and then you filled it. That is so amazing. Yeah. I mean, you have to because the children are the future. Whitney Houston said it best, you know, <laughs> they really are the future. <laughs> and so yes. we have to do everything we can to help them. And a lot of, a lot of children are dealing with the generational trauma that has never been um, addressed in their families. And so they're just kind of the collateral damage of it all. So it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. So however, I can best help the youth. If you help the youth, you will help the family. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that outlook and that approach because I feel like, especially as a mom, I know you're a mom as well. Having that kind of intention, like mm -hmm. with our kids, not only our own personal kids, like if you're not a mom and you're listening, it's just as important because the relationships that we have with young people really are going to make such a huge difference. So and, and something we've talked yes. about that kind of goes along with this is this idea that so many women struggle to take care of themselves, which I feel like mm -hmm. is a big piece of this because, and we've talked about this on the show. You guys have heard me say it a million times. You have to care for yourself. Yeah. You have to fill your cup before you pour out. You got to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help somebody else. So 
for you, why do you think that piece, taking care of ourselves, is so important when it comes to even helping other people? It's so important. How can you help someone if you are tired, frustrated, exhausted at the end of your rope? Like you just cannot, you're not going to be able to make an impact. And I know that's not God's best for us, right? And so, how can you pour out what you don't have? You can't. And I always think about for my moms out there, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we want to definitely, moms, it's our responsibility to take the time that we need to care for ourselves, to take the time that we need to fill our cup up. Because I've heard this analogy about a starving baker. Otherwise, you can go to this baker he has this full bakery. It's beautiful. He's selling this amazing bread. And as you look at him closer, you see that he's skin and bones. He's a starving mm -hmm. baker. He's here in the midst of all this bread, but he's giving it out to everyone else. But he himself is starving. And so it's our responsibility to take the time that we need to eat, quote unquote, eat so that we can you know, serve to the best of our ability. And as a mom, I always think about what, what will our, what will our children say about us 20 years from now when they're, when they start having children? Oh, mom mm. was always tired and busy or mom was always yelling at us. Or mom never had time to spend time with us or was mom relaxed and engaging and fun and vibrant and, you know, ready and willing to play with us. So if we cannot fill our cup up, there's so many things we just can't do. So it's very important that we take that time to care for ourselves. And mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to do that because I define self-care as anything you need to do to care for yourself. That could be taking a bath. It could be putting on makeup. It could be shaving. It could be taking a walk. It could be spending time with friends who are going to build you up. It could be taking care of your budget and your finances. When we're stressed about finances, there's no stress, mm -hmm. like financial stress, right? So there's so many realms, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, relationally, cutting out people in your life that are not serving you well. There's so many things you can do to care for yourself. It's not just manicures and pedicures and bubble baths, although those things are self-care. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's all you need is a good pedicure. <laughs> right. But there's so many ways that you can do that. It could be something big, like having a getaway for the weekend. It can be expensive. It can be free. There's so many things that you can do to care for yourself. And it's so important that we take the time to do that because no one else can do it for you. Right. That's so true. And I think that's a really good point you made about how it doesn't have to always be manicures and pedicures because I think sometimes for some people, because in, in recent years, we've heard this whole mantra that self-care isn't selfish coming to the yeah. surface. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, it's not just manicures and pedicures and doing fancy things that are, you know, pampering yourself because Right. If you go and get a manicure and pedicure and that's something that's not necessarily going to fill your cup, then it's not really, that's not the point, you know? And so right. I feel like too, in my own journey, at least there's been a level of self-awareness that's had to come into it too, because I can't just do 
all of these luxurious things that somebody else is doing and feeling like, oh yeah, I need to plan a self-care day. I need to go and get my hair done. I need to do this, this, and that. It's like, okay, I have to sit there and know myself a little bit and really think about what is going to fill my cup. So what has that been like for you? And maybe even for your experience working with clients, what, what is it with women? Why do you think we maybe don't even know ourselves enough to know what we need? Wow. You just said a mouthful, Hannah. That is where, (laughs) (laughs) that is exactly where self-care starts. It starts with self-awareness. If you're not even aware that you're running on empty, you're not going to do anything to fill yourself up. So Mm -hmm. if your car, if that, those you have, we have to be aware of what are our check engine lights are coming on. And really the the goal of self-care is if you continue to do it regularly, you won't get to that empty position. Right. So as I, you know, meet with clients and even in my own journey, I've been so aware that self-awareness is key because some people are not even aware that they need self-care. They're like, oh, that's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. But after you get a pedicure or you take 10 minutes to unplug from the world, to get off your phone or take a long luxurious bath or just ask someone to watch your kids for you for 30 Mm -hmm. minutes for an hour you will be amazed at how much better you feel and how much more Mm -hmm. energy you have. So that self-awareness piece is key. And one of the things that's important for me is journaling. I realize Mm -hmm. I have been journaling since I was a teenager and it has been my constant companion. It's been my constant friend. Things that I can't say out loud, I can write and I can process through it. So it's so beautiful what can happen with a pen and a paper. The pen and the paper is always there for nice. you. You know, it's, yes. it's when you call people, they might not answer, but the you can always pick up a pen and paper. And so I highly encourage anyone to start journaling. Some people hate writing. You can speak stuff into your phone. It's very important, but journaling has been a major, major important self-care piece for me because just like you said, you can spend all day running around, going to get your hair done, get your nails done, and you're exhausted by the end of the day. Right. When what you really might have needed is to go sit at a park and sit by the water. Water has also been a big thing for me. I need mm-hmm. water. The beach is my happy place. You know, yeah. sitting by a lake, sitting by a pond, you know, long, hot showers, long, hot baths. Those are important for me. Swimming, any way that I can get around water, I feel refreshed. Hot tubs, (laughs) the (laughs) list goes on and on. (laughs) So some of those things, like I said, they can be free. But it's that self-awareness piece, as you mentioned, if you're not even aware that, man, I've been frustrated for the last three days. What is going on? You're just barking (laughs) barking off everyone's head. (laughs) You're not even aware. Wait a minute something's going on with me. I need to step back and assess this. And so it's important to take that time so that you can mentally self-care for yourself and pay attention to our emotions has been another big deal. There's Mm. feelings wheels. I use that a lot with my clients because we think feelings are, I want to slap them upside the head. That's not a feeling. (laughs) Feelings are one word. (laughs) Okay. I tell my clients that all the time. Feelings are one word. Happy, mad, sad, hurt, powerless, frustrated, angry, Mm -hmm. you know, disappointed. 
And I think a lot of times as women, we don't sit with our emotions. We -hmm. just try to rush past them. Or some people are on the opposite end. They're always in their emotions and they never (laughs) (laughs) move past them. But being self-aware is very important so that you can make the adjustments that you need. If you continue to ride on empty, you're going to run out of gas and you're going to be stuck on the side of the road calling somebody, which was so preventable, so preventable. So Mm. it's very important for us to have those daily check-ins. Like, how are you doing today? Like, how, how am I doing? Hmm. I'm doing pretty good today. How am I doing? I'm a little sad. This is a, a tough day for me. Okay. So then that, that lets you know, you need to give yourself a little more kindness, a little more grace, mm. a little more space. That might not be the day to go get your hair done and run around town when you're in not such a good place. And so you can mm. make the correct adjustments when you're self-aware. Yeah, that's really, really good. So for somebody who maybe self-awareness is a totally new concept, mm-hmm. what would you suggest for starting that process? Because I know you mentioned, I agree. I think journaling is phenomenal. If you guys don't journal, <laughs> that's like my number one life-saving tip is yes. processing through journaling. I mean, I just process that way. Um, but then also this idea of check-ins daily. Are there other things that you would suggest for somebody who is like, I don't even know where to begin with all this. Mm -hmm. Actually, I just got at the conference. They gave us a set of cards. Have you seen those anxiety cards? They had a self-care station. So you can get a deck of cards. There's so many things on Amazon now and so many things you can buy. Maybe just picking a card that might just say pause and breathe for five minutes. Where it's Mm. telling you what to do. You don't know where to start. That's okay. Just grab a card and let it tell you what to do, you know. Um, but it's also being intentional to give yourself to 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 check in. Maybe it's putting a, a reminder in your phone. How are you doing? There's apps now that do that. The Calm mm. app, right? Um, it will send you a reminder. Did you breathe today? Did you check in? Did you do some type of breathing, a mindfulness? Um, so you can just start with maybe putting, going old school. I'm back to pen and paper. I'm real old school. I love <laughs> pens and paper and writing. You can get post-it notes, stick it in your ba- on your bathroom window. Mm. Window. Your bathroom mirror <laughs> is what I meant to say. <laughs> and just say, check in with yourself. Just starting somewhere. And the more you do that, it will help you to increase your self-awareness throughout the day. Hmm, what they just said kind of hurt. Hmm, I really Mm. feel excited about that. Oh, that really got me so passionate when I saw this picture. But if you can just begin to check in with yourself daily and just say, how are you? How am I? (laughs) How are you Mm -hmm. doing today? And talk to yourself. Self, how you doing? Well, self. (laughs) (laughs) Just having that conversation. But, um... That's, those are just some very simple things. It's those daily check-ins, giving yourself time instead of running from thing to thing to thing. Sometimes just sit in the car and just give yourself time to breathe, not scrolling on our mm. phones because that is such a big distractor and such a big time waster and such a big anxiety-provoking tool that we can control. So taking some of our time back, I think is important as well. Just putting your phone down for five minutes, 
so that you can say, okay, what's going on with me today? And what do I need to do? Because there's a, there's something that I teach little children is from this called TBRI, trust-based relational interventions. And you create this, what they call, um, as an engine plate, it's a green, it's blue and red. And it's like, you know, triangles for each, like, like if on the car, when you have mm. the from full to empty. So when you're getting into the, so it's blue, green, red, when you're getting into the blue, say if you're at work and you're getting tired, what do you need to do to get back to the green? Mm. The green is in the middle. I'm doing good. Blue would be things that take us lower. We're slower. We're tired. Maybe you need to eat to feel more energy to get back to the green. Maybe you need to go take a walk. Maybe you need to take a power nap, but you cannot get to the green if you don't recognize you're in the blue, right? Mm. Same with the red. The red, maybe you're angry. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're anxious. You can't settle down. Both the blue and the red are going to take away your focus. So it's Mm. our responsibility to self-regulate and figure out how can I get back to the green? So I take that as the same example with self-care. Okay, once again, goes back to self-awareness. If you're running low, what's one thing that you know helps you feel better all the time? For somebody, it might be writing in the journal. For somebody, it might be dancing. For someone, it might be writing a song. For someone, it might be calling a friend. For someone, it might be swimming or that, you know, everybody has something different. And like you said earlier, it's about finding what works best for you. So those daily check-ins, use post-it notes, buy a set of cards that can tell you what to do. (laughs) You know, there's a lot, get an app on your phone that will remind you to check in. And when they give you, when it, when it gives you a notification to actually do what it tells you to do, like, I'll just wipe that off the phone, but like really making it intentional to put yourself first. So I think that's the first first step, making it an intention to put yourself first. Yeah, that is all so good. And you had so many good points in there that I was like, wow, that's major because that whole piece about taking responsibility for it because you mentioned this already. No one else is going to do it for us. Right. We can't just wait around and expect everybody to figure out what we need or mm-hmm. how we're feeling. It it really takes that self-awareness. And I've learned that in my own journey. It's just, I mean, my husband, my friends, they can't read mm-hmm. my mind. They don't know if I'm running on empty. They don't know if, if I'm feeling out of sync or, you know, I need to get back in the green. I love that example. And so yes. when we're aware of ourselves, we can better communicate our needs to other people. And mm-hmm. I think the the piece about distractions as well is so key because, you know, it might be just a matter of clearing out some of those distractions right. for us to actually be aware of how we're feeling because, oh my goodness, scrolling on our phones, that's such a huge one. Or, mm-hmm. you know, just getting getting so busy. Are there other things that you've seen get in the way of self-awareness that we should know about as women? children, spouses, <laughs> ourselves. I mean, so many things take our time. Busy <laughs> schedules is a big one. When you're running kids here and there as taxi, some things can't be avoided, but you can figure out, I think it's important to figure out how to redeem our time. What are multiple things mm-hmm. you can be doing? Once you drop them off, 
Maybe you can listen to a book in the car because that's another form of self-care is filling our intellect. And a lot of times we get bored because we're not learning anything new. I think it's just not valuing ourselves enough to take the time Mm. to do what we need. It's like, oh, we keep putting ourselves on the back burner. I think a lot of times we consider ourselves to be the martyr of the family. Like I have to stay up all night with the children. I have to do Mm. this. And we don't ask for help and we don't uh, tell people what we really need. So I think just the un- the the lack of self-awareness as well as just not prioritizing ourselves is a big major deterrent from us doing self-care. And I also think it goes back to what was modeled for us growing up. If you mm. think about did you see what what were the models of rest and care like these are more buzzwords that are you hear now in the last like 10 Mm -hmm. years or so right if you think back to when you were growing up was this the thing did you see people care for themselves did you see people take sabbath day rest or were we just always working 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 burning ourselves out running around so i think just not realizing the importance of self-care so that you can prioritize it And it's not selfish. It's just saying, I need to wake up 30 minutes earlier than everybody in my house so that I can have some peace and quiet and get my thoughts together before my Mm -hmm. day just runs and goes. For some people, I am a morning person. I cannot stay up late. I was the one (laughs) at sleepovers who got toothpaste and all that because (laughs) staying up has never been my jam. Okay. So shout out to all you night owls. Right. (laughs) For some people, it's waking up a little bit earlier. For some people, it's staying up later. But if you're not even aware, once again, that you need that, you're not going to do it. And so also thinking about when you cannot, some people think they don't have enough time. And that goes back to redeeming the time. How can you Okay, I'm I'm driving my children around. I can be listening to a book. I'm, you know, I'm doing a conference call. I can be walking on the treadmill. Getting exercise in is so important because it helps us feel better. And it doesn't have to, I think, I say, even if you work out one day a week, that's 52 workouts a year. Yeah. (laughs) That's better than zero. So I think just finding time, like I can, there's 10 minute workouts online on YouTube. There's so many things that we have at our disposal. So I feel like there's really no excuse. It's just the things that might keep people from doing that might be that they're so depressed that they have a hard time with those everyday living things and doing more than just the basics because they're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in survival mode, I highly encourage you to let somebody know I am I feel like I'm dying. I feel like I'm going backwards. I'm so depressed. I'm heavy. I'm lethargic. Nothing seems mm-hmm. exciting anymore. You those are the times when it's like you're on empty and you have to get help. You have to yes. reach out for help at that point because 
that depression is so heavy, it's so weighty. I think all of us have experienced it to some degree and some people experience mm-hmm. it at a higher level. There's medication that can help, you know, getting some sunlight can help. There's light therapy you mm-hmm. can do. There's so many things that you can do to help like whatever state you're in for those people that are at the other end, like they just can't get up the nerve to do any self-care because they're just trying to survive there's help for you and you have to say hey I need help Mm -hmm. hey I need help four words to Mm -hmm. help transform your life and if that person doesn't help you say well we're gonna call Laquita we're gonna call Hannah we're gonna call somebody (laughs) because you don't have to suffer alone so I think that would be a major deterrent if you're really 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 depressed Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because in the beginning, you mentioned so many women, especially don't start taking care of themselves until they're at the end of their rope, until they're desperate, until they're totally burnt Mm -hmm. out or overwhelmed. So how can we start the conversation with the people in our lives? Like whether it's our spouse or a friend, like whoever we're in relationship with to ask for help before it gets to that point where we're desperate. I would say you can set some parameters with your friends like hey if you see me if I haven't talked to you in a week please call me if I haven't texted you or I'm not responding can you check on me can you call my mom and tell her to come over whatever that you have to communicate what you need because once again people can't read our mind but you can set those parameters in place like hey if you come home and I haven't moved from this spot and you this has been going on for at least four or five days, I'm giving you permission to get me out of the house. I'm going to go mm. kicking and screaming, <laughs> but I'm giving you that permission to help me. So I think that a major thing is just giving yourself permission to get the help that you need. That's so because good. You can't do it on your own. If you could do it on your own, you would have done it by now already. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's so true. I think that's a really good point. Just proactively telling people, hey, this is what would help me if I get to this point. Because sometimes when I get to that point, the last thing on my mind is asking for help or trying to communicate mm-hmm. what I need. And so right. it's something where for me, even in the past year or so, um, like you guys who are listening know that I had two miscarriages in the past year. And that's Mm. something where I had no idea what I needed. And it was a really low point. But I'm so thankful that I was in community of people who knew that if I wasn't able to express my need, to keep asking, to keep coming. And they did because I had already worked that into our rhythm where I have a group of people around me that love me and know okay, these are the things that help Hannah if she's having a bad day, if she's feeling really sad, if she's feeling overwhelmed. And I even have that dialogue with my husband where it's like, okay, I'm stressed. And he'll say, okay, how can I help? And I know, okay, can you just take Jude? Can you just help me clean? Can you just help me do something to where I can slip away for a minute and do the self-care that I need Mm. to get back in the green? I love that visual because it's just sometimes, I mean, sometimes I don't even know what I need. 
But the fact that I have people in relationship, I mean, just staying in community mm-hmm. helps to have people who will even check on me and, and help me stay in that place of self-awareness when it does get to a low point. Yes. You know? That is so important that you brought up community because I think another deterrent, going back to deterrence, when we are isolated, oh yeah, that is huge. And when you are a stay-at-home mom, that can be mm. very isolating. Even going to work and just coming home, going to work, coming home can be isolating. So it's so mm. important that we get that social interaction and we try to put our communities in place now because it's very important. I don't know if you've ever watched Raising Dion. I love that show um, where there's a, mo- <laughs> as a single mom and her son has superpowers. So <laughs> spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, well, there was a p- one part where she, she thought she was going to die. The mom, she's working as hard as she can. The dad was a superpower. He already has gone on so she's like raising this son with these superpowers so she got to this point where she thought she was gonna die and she proactive like she's like this is my last 24 hours and she spent that day gathering community asking hey will you be there for my son will you Mm. be there for him after i'm gone and um i won't spoil it if you haven't seen it but i thought that was so powerful that that's what it's like if you only had 24 hours what would you do you're trying to spend all your time with your family that would be what I would want to do but she said no I know what's most important for him is that he has a community that will be Mm -hmm. there for him and so I think we have to be very strategic to build that community you know Jesus had 12 disciples and one he knew was going to betray him. And so whether it's just sending out a text or saying when you were talking, it made me think about, you know, the Christmas time when you have your list of your favorite things, just having a list of things that you need to, okay, this is my green list. These are things that help me get to the green. I need to go just take a ride around the neighborhood, blaring my music, you know, free things for things that don't cost anything. I need, 30 minutes to myself. Can someone come watch my children for an hour? People, people are more willing to give than we are to ask. Mm. And so we, the Bible says, ask and it shall be given to you. You know, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. If we never ask or try to be proactive and intentional about building that community, when we're isolated, we are isolated. You know, and so Mm -hmm. that's a very dangerous place to be in. So I love that you brought up the fact that you had such a great community because a miscarriage is difficult and not just Mm -hmm. one, but two. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. And you Mm -hmm. we cannot get through tough time without community. It's just how we are created. We're not meant to live life alone. This COVID culture of just everybody staying at home and watching, you know, watching church online or that's not. Mm -hmm. That's not going to give you what you're really looking for because you don't build community on your couch with your dog. Yes. Yes. It's so true. And going back to what you said earlier, it's so easy to make the excuses. Oh, I'm just busy in the season of life. Oh, my kids are just crazy right now. Oh, it doesn't make sense with, you know, everything else Mm -hmm. that we have going on. It's like, I have learned in the past year that if Mm -hmm. I'm too busy to prioritize myself, my family, 
my relationship with God and community, then something needs to change. Like that's a big indicator for me that I'm prioritizing the wrong things because if I'm prioritizing work, events, all of these extra things that are good, Mm -hmm. they're still good, Mm -hmm. but they're not serving me the best way. Right. Then it's just going to be in that endless loop of being burnt out and then not being able to be there for my family, Mm -hmm. my friends, my community, not showing up in my relationship with the Lord. And I love too, that you brought up the example of even Jesus, even God in the human form prioritized community. He was so intentional about being with people in every Mm -hmm. step of his journey. And I mean, I know that was a big cultural thing too back then, but we've gotten away from that since COVID, especially and yes. it's such a huge piece of this puzzle. Yeah. I, in my mm-hmm. own story, I have seen how it cannot be emphasized enough because I really cannot do yeah. life. And you guys hear me say this all the time. We can't even do purpose without people. There's just no point. And so Mm-mm. especially when we're going through hard times, we need people who, yes. who know our green list. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think with that being said, we saw the creativity of humankind when, when we were told we couldn't go places, people were meeting up in parking lots with their <laughs> their car doors open and still trying to have community because that's the creativity. People, the signs that you see now that people have in their um, yards. We went to a virtual birthday party. Like <laughs> all of these creative things came out because, like, oh no, we're gonna connect as humans. And I just saw yes. the beauty in that because we need community so bad. And that's a huge yes. part of self care, especially as women, because we can sit and talk for hours on end. Yes. <laughs> we have to make that a priority. And so I think even if you, for people that are having a hard time or have never prioritized self care, it's like, what is one thing a week I can do for myself? Okay. Mm. One thing a week, one face mask a week or one. Once you get to a week, then you can come back down to days. Or if I can try to get with my friends once a month, even if it's a Zoom call or something like that, but one, at least one, once a week, once a month, once a day, something I can mm-hmm. do for myself so that we don't get to empty or we're aware but way before we get to E. We're at three, four, you know, we're at a fourth of a tank <laughs> before we realize, oh, oh, okay, okay, I need to call. I need to call Hannah. Yes. I need to call my friends. I need to have, we need to have lunch. Everybody stop what you're doing. We need lunch now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So yeah. Yes, definitely. And I think too, the beauty of this process is that the more we do it, the easier it becomes. Because in the past year, I've started on my intentional self-care where I kind of just worked it into my schedule where one day a week, even my husband knows, all right, it's Monday night. Hannah's going to be taking a bath, doing her face mask, glass of wine. It's self-care night. And it's just become this thing where I've worked it into my rhythm and it's an expected part of my schedule now. So it gets easier. If you're at the beginning of the process and you're like, I can't, there's just absolutely no margin. I love that. Mm -hmm. Start so small. What is one thing a month you can do? Like it's so worth it. And then you will see how good it feels to be filled. And then it will, I don't know. You just kind of come back to it as an anchor point. At least I have. And it's been something where now I can't even imagine 
doing life without those moments where I intentionally put a pause in my schedule. Mm-hmm. It's made me such a better human being. <laughs> yes. And I think for, I am not the greatest planner. Some people, they plan everything. I have friends like that. They're like, when can we meet? And they're asking me like two months out. I'm like, girl, <laughs> I have not thought that far ahead. Okay. But I'm trying to honor the fact that you need to plan that far ahead. <laughs> But I love that. It's so important. It's so important to have something that you have planned that you can look forward to because that also is a form of self-care. Like you said, every Monday night, you know, this is coming no matter what. So then you protect that time because when we say yes to something, we're also saying no to other things. There's an inherent yes in every no. There's an inherent no in every yes. When you say yes Mm -hmm. to yourself, to taking that self-care time, Every Monday night, you're saying no to any other engagements on Monday nights, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're saying yes to yourself. And so those boundaries, that's another thing that prohibits people from doing what they need for self-care is that they don't have healthy boundaries, which also goes back to what we were taught as children, or if we have not taking the time as adults to gain the knowledge that we need when it comes to having healthy boundaries. So it's a, it's all a journey. It's all a process. We're not going to do it perfectly, but self-awareness is the beginning to say, I need this journey and it'll get you to where you need to be, but you have to at least get started on the journey. Mm-hmm. All of those are so good. This has been such a good conversation. I literally could sit here and talk to you all day. I love this. Yes. (laughs) So before we go, is there anything that you would want to say specifically to a woman who's feeling really overwhelmed and in need of help right now? I would say, sis, you are worth taking the time that you need to get yourself on track. No one benefits from you running on empty. You have things to do. There are people waiting on you. You have something so special that you are, there's no other you past, present, or future that will ever be. And so, sis, come on. We need you. We need you to take the time that you need for yourself. We need you because you have so much to give and so much to offer the world. So take a month, take a couple of weeks, whatever you need to help yourself get back on track, ask for help, call, get therapy. There's so many virtual ways that you can get therapy now. Connect with someone, let someone know that you are struggling because people might have no clue. They can't read your mind. They don't know. So I would say, sis, you are worth what it takes to get back on track because we all step off our path from time to time. We all have to take our time to recharge and you're worth that time because we need you. That's what I would tell them. Uh, I love that. I like needed to hear that myself. Wow. That's so good. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it so much. Will you please tell everybody where they can connect with you or learn more about you and what you do? Yes. Well, right now, this is something that I'm getting help on. I need more social media presence. So that is coming. (laughs) Hashtag coming. (laughs) But you can find me right now on Psychology Today. Um, The name of my practice is Change Sparks Therapy. 
So you will see changesparkstherapy.com coming your way soon. It's not up yet, Yay. but it is coming. So right now you can find me on Psychology Today. Look for Laquita Dawson in Fort Worth, Texas, and um, LMFT, Licensed Marriage Family Therapist. So that's where you can find me. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Truly, this has been such a good and I feel very timely conversation. It definitely resonated mm-hmm. with me and I'm sure it's going to resonate with every single person who's listening too. So thank you yes. so much for your time and for what you're doing to help women. This is such a needed conversation. Yes. Thank you so much, Hannah, for having me. This was such a fun time. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.